0: dot com to start winning. What's going on Colts Nation welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. uh so the game just ended. Colts fall to the Las Vegas Raiders by a score of 23 to 20 certainly not the outcome that we really wanted here. Uh real quick before we get started into the rest of this, just want to say uh thank you all so much for 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. We just hit that. Thank you. Thank you small golf clap there. Uh thank you all so much again. Uh you know, we've been trying to hit that goal all season and we hit it during the live stream. Uh so even though we lost, it was a huge moment for us, you know. Certainly a lot of uh, great people helped us along the way, and one of them being this guy right here. This guy helped us out definitely. Uh, so we'll we'll talk a little more about that here. I know Cody wanted to make a video on that. But let's get back into the game here. So initial thoughts here, Marcus. Uh, what, what were your initial thoughts on this game?
1: Tragedy, man. Uh, the first thing I thought of was the sky is falling because there was no way the Colts, came out to play football today. Even T.Y. Hilton said it. T.Y. said they didn't come to play football. And you can kind of see that. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, we had a very busy week before that, you know, with the protocols and everything, who's going to play, who's not going to play, missing practices, all these things. Of course, you can use that as an excuse. But I mean, it's still no excuse at the end of the day because they're still the same problems we've had, even if you play practice or not, going into this game. And the fact that there was one guy over there on the Raiders team that just single-handedly carved us alive I would say two guys, but one guy, and he pretty much could have just scored at the end of the game. It's just unacceptable. A lot of boneheaded mistakes. And if we want to be a playoff team, like there's got to be a lot of changes moving on in the future for the Colts.
0: Yep, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, you're right. I mean, one thing I just immediately look at is, you know, the inconsistencies were there again today. You're right. I mean, the whole week has just been absolutely insane, you know, COVID protocols and everything changing, you know, and some guys came to play, some guys didn't. And you obviously could tell that obviously Carson wasn't himself at all today and the offensive line was having issues and all this other stuff. Again, I try not to overreact to it. I think that the Colts just had a little bit of a, uh, coming back to earth kind of moment here. And, you know, hopefully they take this experience and run with it because Reich did say that he was disappointed in the way that everybody performed today. So, you know, that's to be expected. But uh, let's kind of just go into it real quick. We'll go into the Colts offense. And really, there's not a whole lot more to really discuss in this matter because, you know, Carson Wentz, not a great day by him by any stretch. Yeah. He had, uh, yeah, he threw for, you know, 58% completion percentage, not a good day, only 150 yards, one touchdown, thankfully no interceptions, but, you know, just missed throws after missed throws. A lot of them today, you know, the receivers did drop a few of them, but there were a couple throws that, you know, Wentz just left them high and, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much I want to blame him on the T Y one. Uh, I think T Y might have potentially stopped running. I didn't see the film on it to rerun it back, but some people were saying that he potentially stopped running on it. But I think that might've been why Hilton was smiling at Wentz at the end. Cause he thinks he knew he messed up, but either way, uh, not a good day for Carson. I mean, Marcus, I mean, it's, it sucks because, you know, just last week, Carson had a good week uh, and played very well against Arizona. But, you know, back and forth, back and forth now, you know, it just seems like – I know, again, all week he didn't get to practice, didn't get really into motion with a lot of these guys. But, you know, I mean, just it sucks seeing the inconsistencies come out again.
1: Yeah, man, it is. And it's kind of like a anomaly at this point with Carson Wentz because he's a rollercoaster quarterback. Uh, he's going to have his ups and downs every every other week. So you got good Carson and bad Carson. And unfortunately, that's been the trend. And I guess this week we had bad Carson. He struggled all game. Uh, of course, he had a few bright spots. But at the end of the day, he just couldn't figure it out. Like I said, he did miss practice and everything, especially with this protocol situation. Now, granted, he did play Sunday. But we don't know how the future would have looked if we would have had a guy like Sam Elliger playing this game instead of Carson because Carson really did – Uh, sell a few plays there. Didn't miss a few targets. T.Y. had definitely stuttered on that route uh, just for clarification. And, you know, he did miss Molly Cox a few times. He did drop the ball a few times. But even on the pass where he threw it up to uh, Doolin and T.Y. was there in the back of the end zone, you know, just to catch it, it was underthrown on that one too. Like I said, he just had a very off day. Um, Of course, he couldn't figure it out at the end. I mean, we still had a chance to win it. Uh, But, I mean, I guess you can't take that away because we lost. But, We still had chances, but, I mean, Carson Wentz has a lot of blame to do with it, but
2: overall, it's not all of his fault. Colts football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Colts tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket services charge, and this allows them to guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better price at the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I know I'm still excited around all the different games that the Indianapolis Colts are going to have this season. I'm excited for some more home games. I'm going to hope, to hopefully get to be able to go to a couple home games this year and on the road. And whatever you're doing, pick has got you covered there. And if you're looking forward to attending this season as well, whatever game it is, I just recommend TickPick. I think they do a really good job of being able to provide tickets because we all know the hassle of trying to find tickets. So If you are interested, visit TickPick.com slash juice today to save $10 on your first order of Indianapolis Colts tickets.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, the whole offense was kind of a a blur. I mean, when you look at it, the offensive line struggled badly today uh, protecting Carson Wentz. I mean, it felt like – and Carson Wentz was getting hit so much by the end of the game – He was running around in the pocket because he was afraid of when the next pressure was coming because it felt like every other time he stepped back to try and throw, they weren't getting the ball out in those two and a half seconds or less. And he had to make a play and then they were just, and then the Raiders were getting consistent pressure on Carson. And, you know, I mean, again, Kelly came back after missing several weeks. Uh, You had Nelson coming back after missing a week because of COVID. Glowinski uh, missing because of COVID and then Braden Smith coming back because of COVID. And then obviously you're missing Fisher. I mean, prior wasn't too bad in that game, but he certainly wasn't a uh, a great mover of anyone on the left side either had a couple of bad uh, plays there. You know, it just felt like this entire offensive line as well, you know, was not in sync and Jonathan Taylor kind of paid the price a little bit there too. And Jonathan Taylor didn't seem like at the end, like he was really trying to run through a lot of holes. You know, there were a couple holes that I thought he could have bounced out if he wanted to, but wanted to stay inside and instead got minimal yards. And, you know, just, it seemed like all together just really felt like the offense was completely out of sync. Like they didn't know like when to run it, when to throw it, when to make this play, when to make that play. And Carson had a few of those. I know the receivers were dropping a few. JT didn't seem to know where to run in some points. And the offensive line, just a bunch of missed miscues there. I mean, can we just try and chalk it up to the point that everybody just had a bad week and you hope to do it better next week?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, it, it doesn't work that way for Colts fans. Um, they found a person to blame and they're going to stick with that. Uh, it's kind of like a norm now with this process, but like I said, I agree with you. Uh, the Colts team in general just did not play good football today. Of course, we got we had a few bright spots with Isaiah Rodgers and Darius a punch out fumble that rolled out of bounds, but I mean it still wasn't enough. Like there was a, a bunch of big plays, 42 yard plays, Hunter Renfrow slipping and getting wide open, nobody can touch him uh, at the end of the game. Like. It was still a, a lot of holes on both sides. Even the boneheaded penalties on the offensive line, Brady Smith, Ryan Kelly, all those holding calls, holding us, it stopped us for four first downs. All of those play into effect of Carson Wentz struggles because we could have had first downs, but we're getting called five to 10 yards back due to holding yep. and neutrals on the So, like, hey, it is what it is at the end of the day. The goals offensive line, the penalties, and the, and the poor Q, Q, QB executions, and the wide open holes in the middle of the field, Kate Johnson was killing us and Hunter Renfro was destroying us. Like you got to look at the, even special teams were struggling. So the whole team in general just didn't play good football.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll get into the defense and the special teams in a second, but when we're talking about this offense too, I mean, how much of it do you put on Frank Reich? Uh, I felt, obviously I knew it was coming when we lost and I was in the stream and I saw everyone saying, oh, you got to get rid of Frank Reich again because Frank Reich's a terrible play caller. I'm definitely going to say he definitely did not have his best game playing uh, play calling. I I felt there were a few times we got kind of vanilla in the way we approached it because I felt like he, he felt like we could just dominate them up front with Jonathan Taylor in the offensive line when it really wasn't that way for the majority of the game. And you know, just didn't really feel like there were a lot of things that were a lot different in the way they wanted to approach the passing game. Do you how much of this do you put on Frank Reich and you know, play calling? Or is it more of just the offense?
1: Uh I would say I would give Frank maybe 45% of the blame. Um, the rest of it is definitely execution and the players. Uh so I mean his play calling was vanilla. There's a few players where so you're trying to figure out like even we knew what was about to happen. So the Raiders just dialed in on it. So, I mean, the play calling today wasn't what we're used to seeing, what we're used to seeing it, but it wasn't like, okay, Frank's in his bag type of play calling. Because like the Cardinals game, or the first, usually first halves, the offense comes out hot. And we just didn't see that. So definitely, I don't know what the play calling was. Uh, I think the protocols and everything had a lot to do with it because he couldn't have all his guys there. Uh, But like I said, I think the play calling definitely – was a reason, there wasn't a lot of motioning from what I was looking at. And then there was some plays when we handed it off to Taylor and you know, you see like a jet sweep, you'll see like a Doolin or a Pittman Jr. go bounce around behind them, And then like, you think about it, if we would have handed them the ball, we would have had an automatic first down. But it was just some plays that we could have just definitely drew up something different and made something work because it was just very stagnant.
3: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you know, the, this offense was also used to practicing with Sam Ellinger throughout the whole week. You know, you wonder if that potentially had anything to do with the the miscommunication in some of these plays, because like you said, quarterback wasn't there all week. So, you know, offense, play calling, it certainly wasn't its best. It was, it was a very bad performance. You certainly hope that they can fix that. Uh, Now that the COVID BS is kind of out of the way for this team, mostly you just kind of hope at this point that, you know, the offensive line and Carson can finally get back into uh, the swing of things next week. Uh, They're certainly going to have to in order to be able to stay in the playoffs. Well, let's kind of go to the defense here real quick. I mean, Obviously, they had their issues as well. Um, Derek Carr, 24 of 31 for 255 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. I, I know at the end of the game, obviously struggled on that last drive, but I felt that even though the last drive and the first drive killed us, the fact that this team was still able to hold the Raiders down for a lot of that game still gave me kind of hopes that, you know, this defense, even though it struggled at the beginning and at the end, during the middle of it, again, they were the same defense that we've seen.
1: Yeah, for sure. They definitely had, the defense had some moments. And I feel like they was probably the best part of the Colts team today at certain spots. Like the offense was just, just awful. teams was awful, but I feel like the defense gave us life many, a few times, but I may, I may think that they were gassed. I think the defense was probably gassed of just being on the field all day due to the Colts offense, not making any type of production. So I think they had a lot to do with it as well, but um, the run defense was was god awful. Yeah, Josh yeah. Jacobs did what he does best, and even the backup pit barber they was out there doing their thing. And with the one thing that we could take away is when Mar- Marcus Mariota stepped on the field every play, you got we just knew that he wasn't throwing the football. Yeah, the one as,
0: time he threw a football it was an incomplete pass.
1: Exactly, you would think at some point. The guy like Matt Eberflus was like that loves to send pressure Would have sent some type of heat towards Mariota when he's stepped on the field and it just, was not done? We didn't make any adjustments. You look at the Carlos game, you see how we switched up the dis- disguise coverages when the ball was snapped. We didn't do it. I didn't see any of that this week. Oh, uh, like I said, it was a lot going on on the defensive side. It makes you wonder why does this keep happening? Why is there any adjustments happening from week to week? Like, Is the field room even being processed at the moment? Like, all these things start to question when you see certain things like the defense and the middle of the field consistently being open on pretty much every game, even the out routes. Uh, We know we lost uh, Xavier Rhodes in the game uh, due to an injury, and Kenny Moore had to be forced to play, you know, Hunter Renfro. And Hunter Renfro is a great wide receiver. I feel like there should have been another adjustment to to try to contain him because he was carving us up. Like I said, we have to adjust in certain situations like this if you want to be a playoff team and continue moving forward, some of these things have to change.
0: Yeah, I know. And it's weird because, you know, I mean, the, the run game, you're right. I mean, the overall, they only had 85 yards rushing, but it felt like a lot more than that because Jacobs, it felt like every time Jacobs touched the freaking football, it felt like he was getting six, eight yards every single time. And that was the difference in this game, too, is because a lot of times, the Colts were not in third and short situations. They were in third and long situations the majority of the game because they couldn't establish the run early, but the Raiders did the exact opposite. They were on third down and shorts, the majority of the game. And that's why they were moving the ball so well. And I mean, again, they ran the ball only, I mean, they only ran the ball 27 times, but then again, only at 85 yards, but it felt like Jacobs was doing much more than that and I'll be honest, Marcus, this might be the first time in like seven weeks that the Colts have allowed a, this might be the first time since the Rams game all the way back in week two that we allowed wide receivers to beat this team the way that it did. I mean, we've been talking about the tight ends, right? The tight ends have been beating us all year long, but the Colts have found a way to maintain that and still be able to win games, but Zay Jones, Eight catches for 120 yards today. Hunter Renfro, seven catches for 76 yards and a touchdown. You know, I mean, th- those two specifically just destroyed us. And I'll, I'll tell you, man. I mean, regardless of what the Colts think of, uh, Colts fans think about it or not. If the Titans win next week against the against the Texans, if we stay in the playoffs and we beat the Jags, we're facing either the Chiefs or the Bengals coming into that game. We're going to face one of those two teams. And after what we just saw from the Chiefs and the Bengals, I mean again, I said it in the pregame show. I said receiver wise, we've done a really great job of shutting down receivers. But the way these two teams are playing right now, you got some of the best wide receiver corps in the entire NFL playing in these on these two teams. The Chiefs, they can air the ball out whenever they want. Jamar Chase having a phenomenal year, making it look easy. And I mean, it scares me after what I just saw going up against the Raiders. And now I'm concerned because you know, you just let Hunter Renfro and Zay Jones do this to you guys. What is Tyreek Hill and Jamar Chase gonna do to this defense?
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, one of the one of the things you could take away is that for the Bengals. Perspective. Joe Joe Burrow got hurt at the end of the game. He had a knee injury, so we don't know what that's going to look like going into the playoffs. So if we do play them, hey, maybe we might have a shot. But even still, at the end of the day, these are very tough teams. They're in the playoff for a reason, and we have a issue with stopping coverage, playing soft coverages every freaking week. We play soft coverages every week, and everyone that's watching film just knows what to attack and when to attack it. So. We're going to have a problem with whoever we match up with due to this coverage scheme that we're running.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I guess the good bright spots for the Colts' defense here today, uh, Bobby Okereke again with another uh, 10-tackle day. DeForest Buckner had eight tackles, actually had a half sack along with Kamoko Ture. Quiddy Pay was in the pocket several times early in the game. Uh, Darius Leonard got the – one takeaway that we had today and that was the interception actually forced a fumble but didn't end up i don't think they ended up counting it because of uh the fact that they never ruled it as a uh fumble on the field even though it clearly was um but yeah defense made some plays but yeah special teams the coverage the coverage on these kick returns and punt returns today were god awful renfro was getting anything he wanted on those punt returns and the kick returns weren't that great either in the second quarter. I mean, t- this is not like Bubba Ventura's uh, special teams right now. I mean, how shocked were you at the fact that they were getting all these good returns on us?
1: I was super shocked, man. Like, at the beginning of the game, even like like at the beginning, when he was getting these kicks, I was like, all right, maybe the first one. I was like, okay, it's just, you know, a little rest. But when they kept kicking and putting the football, and you've seen – 20 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards. You're like, all right, something's going on here. Maybe we should just, you know, kick it out of bounds or, you know, try to kick it into another direction. Because this was just not what we're used to seeing at all. Like I I don't know what the issue was, but I mean, hopefully they can get it fixed. You know, it's not a rare, it's a rare occurrence. So, you know, this doesn't usually happen. So hopefully they can get it fixed going into next week.
0: Right. So yeah, I mean, I mean, we can also we just chalk this game down to you know the team didn't come ready to play and the better team won today uh i think if the colts played the raiders again next week i think you would see a different uh colts team because they know what was at stake but again uh for anyone that did want to know we'll probably have a video on this later on but i mean the colts are still in the playoff picture because the one team we need the two teams we needed to lose today the ravens and the dolphins both lost their games today so they're both out. The Colts are still in the seventh seed, regardless of what the Chargers do today. They have the worst AFC, they have the worst AFC record compared to us. So we stay in. Uh, I mean, as long as the Colts go and beat the Jaguars, then we're we're in basically. But again, the only reason I am skeptical, again, the Colts have not beaten the Jaguars in Jacksonville in eight. Years. The Colts, for some weird reason, we have seen some really good Colts teams go in to Jacksonville and continue to lose. Even though the Jacksonville Jaguars, at this moment in time, Trevor Lawrence has thrown one touchdown in the last eight games for the Jaguars. Yet somehow, somewhat, I'm a little concerned, Marcus, that Trevor Lawrence. Might potentially have his best game against us, because again, the history has shown over the last decade, the Colts just don't beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, and what what better way to end the season for Jacksonville Jaguars than Trevor Lawrence having himself a field day, especially after all that they've been through. Especially, you know, they're going to look at the film and see that the gaps and everything that the Colts went through this week. I'm pretty sure that Jacksonville is definitely going to give us a dogfight because they love ruining AFC South-type chances. Uh, they know that the Colts need this win to make the playoffs, so they're going to send the dogs. Josh Allen might have himself another week, uh, another good game like he had against the Bills when they were playing the Bills at home. Like The Jaguars are pretty good at home on certain occasions. Uh, it's the end of the season. Both the Colts need to win, and the Jaguars just need life at this point. So I feel like they're going to give us definitely a run for our money.
0: Yep, so we'll obviously keep an eye on that. Again, Colts fans, thank you so much for the continued support. Uh, let me know what you guys think of this matchup and this game, and we will continue to bring you more updates throughout the week and talk a little more about the Colts' playoff chances. But again, you know, the Colts, they have the shot here. They, they win, they're in. So, you know, you just take what you can get and you move forward with it. Uh, thank you all again so much. hope you guys enjoyed. And as always, go Colts.
3: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand.